It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Will the Rams only win five games this year? That's coming up on Locked On Rams. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are also available on YouTube. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and most importantly, drop your Rams takes down below. Drop some comments down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've covered LA sports for over a decade. You might know me for covering the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, but I've been repping my Rams since they returned to LA. You know, I'm loyal to the soil, and that man to your right is Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him at Travis Rogers. Trav, of course, is the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio network ESPN 710. He's entering his eighth year covering the team. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Now, Trav, we love the Rams, but you know who doesn't love the Rams? It's Vegas. Vegas. The Rams are only favored to in five games this season. You ready to get into it, my man? Let's do it. Five five seems interesting. And I don't know if it's high, low, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah, they're definitely not loving our Rams. And if you look no. at the Super Bowl odds, they're at plus six, 6,000 to win the Super Bowl by FanDuel. That's 24 out of 32 teams. Sean McVay has coasted 96 regular season games, and he's been the underdog just 24 times. But that is going to change this season because the Rams, they're underdogs across the board. And we're going to start with that week one. I mean, you look at that week one matchup, the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they're a plus five and a half on the road. Sean McVay, of course, he absolutely owns the Seahawks, you know, the NFC West circle of life. We know that Sean McVay owns Pete Carroll and Shanahan kind of owns Sean McVay, unless it's in the playoffs. We know he owns him in the playoffs, but you look at this schedule early on. You got the Seahawks, you got the 49ers at home. You've got 
the rematch of Super Bowl 56, the Bengals on Monday Night Football on the road. And then the only game they're favored is week four against the Indianapolis Colts. And we don't know if it's going to be Richardson out of Florida as their quarterback. I know Jim Ursay will probably yeah. just make him the quarterback no matter what. Or is it going to be Gardner <laughs> Minshew? But I think that's the game where you feel good about. But that one, the Rams are a minus one on the road. And then finally, week five, a plus four and a half points at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. One thing I will say about Philly, Travis, is we know the Super Bowl hangover is real. They're going to yep. be on the road. That's when I think they could steal. But what's your outlook on these first five games? This gauntlet for the Rams early on. Yeah, I think you bring up a really interesting point, Doug. And, and I think that this is something that I'm getting used to. I think it's something that Rams fans are going to get used to or, or, or try to get used to. And certainly, like you mentioned, I think this is new territory for Sean McVay. This is not what they have been under McVay that you really have to go back to his very first season here in Los Angeles to find a time where we weren't quite sure what the Rams were going to give them on a regular basis that you didn't know if they were going to be good if they were a little bit overinflated because they were playing a bad schedule if maybe what Sean McVay was doing offensively was something that people were going to figure out over time and be able to slow down this is the first time where they've come into a season where they're expected to lose a bunch of games. And, and, and most of those games are at the front part of the schedule, like you've talked about through those first five. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do because we'll talk about this. Like you mentioned, they've only, they're only a, a favorite five different times uh, all season long. Most of those are in the back half of the schedule. And if you're really trying to find a couple of more, even those games are at the back half of the schedule. So looking at this first five game run, like you're talking about, this is going to be a, a lot. And, and you talk about the one game that they're favored in Indianapolis. Again, we got a long way to go to get there. There's injuries. There's all sorts of things that can pop up between now and then. But they're a one-point favorite. That, that's that's basically a, a, a pick them. And they're a one-point favorite going up against a team that is very likely to have one of the biggest projects in college football, or at this point NFL football, under center. This is not a team that you're favored over that's got, like Philadelphia, for instance. It's a really good team with an MVP-level quarterback. This is a bad team with a project quarterback, and you're favored by one. So I think that kind of gives you a real good idea where Vegas thinks this team is and where maybe a lot of NFL fans think this team is, where every time they go out there on a Sunday afternoon, they're going to be a, a, an underdog, and they're going to be getting some points. Yeah, they're definitely going to be underdogs, but I also think, too, I kind of like the fact that you're going to Seattle on the road, and I think that's going to get those juices flowing early. Yeah. Look, last season, it was the first time that McVay had ever been swept by Pete Carroll and the Seahawks in the regular season. He could conceivably be 10-3 and three versus them, including the postseason for his career. We know that Seahawks team, they're much improved. Yesterday, I was with you on that. Yeah, I'm not sold on Geno Smith. I think no. that could be a little fluky in year two. I do like the weapons they added, but going on the road, against that Seahawks team I'll never forget in when they won the division all the Seahawks players they wanted their hats they wanted their t-shirts after that and Jalen Ramsey was like yeah they can take their hats and t-shirts to Cabo and their cigars so I know that anytime those two teams match up it's definitely going to get it going then I look at this is the one I don't think they're going to win that game I'm going to predict the loss mm -hmm. but I do think week two 
San Francisco 49ers at home. It's early enough in the season that we know that there's a really good chance that Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, they're going to be healthy. I like a chance of having a better run game this season with a healthy offensive line. And I like the I like them to beat that 49ers team at home. I know that's a little bold, but a four and a half point favorite at home. You look at the defensive line, of course, they had Armstead, they added Hargrave, they got Nick Bosa inside the outside. But I still think at home, McVay owes them one. McVay yeah. owes them one in the regular season at home. So I'm going with that as a win. Week three, that's going to be difficult. I mean, just the secondary is so inexperienced. But I mean, do you think they could defend Jamar Chase in that group? I, I think that the week three in Cincinnati is going to be a, a tough putt. I, I think that something very strange would have to happen for them to be competitive in that game. The Bengals are a better football team than the Rams, at least on paper. We'll see what it looks like in week three. I want to go back to what you're talking about with San Francisco. And I'm just, this is Travis. Okay. This is just my personal experience watching this team play the 49ers over the last seven years that I've been doing this. Every time I'm like, you know, they got a chance in that game. They go out there and they get housed. They, 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 every time that I've thought that this, you know, no, 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 this is why that it's early in the season that they're healthy or the 49ers don't have anything to play for. The Rams have been saved that Sean McVay, you're not going to do that to him X amount of times in a row. And it happens again. It's just, just one of those things that they really seem to have a bad matchup there. Thankfully, the two other teams in the division, they match up really well with. I like your optimism, Doug, in the San Francisco thing. I just, I've been bit by that dog too many times. I'm not reaching out to pet it again. I, I'm just going to let that dog walk by and leave it alone. Yeah, no, I'm with you for sure. I'm definitely a guy that looks at the Mitch a lot of full sometimes. But I mean, the way I look at it is if you can just go one and two and just stay afloat and find a way to get that win. Yes, my head tells me San Francisco is probably going to win that game. My heart tells me the Rams have a chance to win that game. I think it definitely comes down to the fact that will Brock Purdy be ready? Will they go with Trey Lance? And even if they don't, will this Rams offensive line be able to handle this 49ers defense? I mean, I love the fact that it's at home. And I just think yep. that look, we're going to learn early on if this team can contend, if they can just find a way to manage a one and two start. That's all I'm asking for. I'm asking for a one and two start. That doesn't ask for much. I think week three is going to be tough. Like you said, Bengals on the road. They're going to be up for that game. They have one of the most talented offenses in the game. They're a Super Bowl favorite in their top five Super Bowl favorite team. For me, the Colts, that's a must win. Okay, that is a must win. It's a 10 a.m. Pacific start on the road. They're only a one-point favorite in that one. I think, like I said, this Colts team, either Minshew or you got Richardson, I, yep. you need to win that game, okay? And then if you can find a way to just go two and five in your first five, I feel okay about that. But I think what we see every year is teams in the NFL, they win games that they have no business winning. Very and true. Philadelphia at home. We know that on paper, it looks like a mismatch and there's no question about that. And we also know that offensively we got Brown Smith. I mean, such a talented defensive line. There's going to be a lot of Eagles fans in the house, but if they do start with two wins in their first two and they go two and two into that matchup, then I think, okay, at this point we have to see what we have. We're not thinking about tanking. We're not thinking about draft picks at that point. We're thinking about going three and two after five. And that would be a surprise. So yeah, that's that part of the schedule. And then you go through before the bye week six, 
Cardinals at home. You got a their Rams are going to be a a minus four in that one. So they're a favorite for that one. Of course, you're going to have no Kyler Murray. You're going to have a Cardinals team that's rebuilding. What's your thought on this kind of portion of the schedule? Well, I want to real quick. I want to go back to week four here because I, I think that game against Indy is going to tell us a lot, Doug, not just about whether or not the Rams are going to be competitive, whether or not that they're going to have a certain outlook on the season. This will tell you what they've had in mind all along that that this their performance in Indianapolis against a team that they're at least as good as and maybe better than I think will be a, a little window into what they're thinking is coming up in that portion of the schedule that you were just talking about, kind of that next five games along the way, because that's where it gets absolutely brutal. That's where you just have a series of games, a lot of them on the roads against former playoff teams. It's just that next chunk of five games is very grim when you look at it. This is not loaded up. Maybe week six, you know, against Arizona is the opportunity where you go and you say, okay, I got a chance to win that game. But really, other than that, there isn't anything until you get to week 11, potentially. And that's coming out of a bye. That's against Seattle, a team that you traditionally have matched up pretty well against. But from weeks six all the way through your bye in week 10, even into week 11, I'm kind of maybe bonusing one right there that right now they're underdogs. But, uh, it is it is a rough, rough patch. Definitely a rough stretch. But like you said, at that point in the season, we're going to know the direction that this team is heading in. I mean, you look at that stretch. I think what I look at is two road games against Dallas and the Packers in two consecutive weeks. The Steelers at home to me, they're going to be a one point underdog. And look, I think the Steelers team is getting a lot of hype. I don't know if it's justified hype, but I think that's another one that they could steal. I think between the Eagles and the Steelers game at home, I think they're going to win one of those games. Now I can't say with confidence, which one that's going to be. I think Philly is going to be a tall task. No question about it. But I think at that point of the season, these teams with this kind of talent, these superstars, if the offense starts humming again, they're going to go for it. The Cowboys on the road. Look, the Cowboys, all they know how to do when it comes to disappointing, that's just kind of what they do, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at home that game, they're going to be a six point underdog on the road against the Cowboys. And then week nine, in Green Bay, we talked about that. I really loved your story about how you have to try to keep beer cold. Keep it, yeah, you got to keep it warm enough so it doesn't freeze. My my entire life has been, how do I keep that beer at about 40 degrees, 30, you know, 38, 37, just barely above freezing? Out there, it's the how do you prevent it from freezing? It still doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you look at part of the schedule, it's going to be tough. And then you got the bye. I like the Rams to be favored against bye. I feel confident about them <laughs> against bye. But we're going to dive into the last half of the schedule coming up next here on Locked on Rams. But first, our friends over at FanDuel. Yeah, let's talk about FanDuel right now. It is NBA playoff time, DMAC, which means... All of our Locked On Rams listeners should be making a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. That's right, $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. And this is all the numbers that Doug's pulling, all the numbers that we're talking about this season is all right off of FanDuel. There are great promotions every day. The app is safe and secure, and here's the best part. You can get paid instantly so there's no better bet no better place to bet all of your playoff action nfl action nhl action major league baseball pga championships this weekend than america's number one sports book visit 
FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. You're forced to listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also, special shout out to our everydayers. You can join that everydayer club too. Hit that subscribe button. Definitely try to hit that. Oh, wait, did you see him? No. Oh, whoops. You're all good. Yeah. Just and welcome back to Locked On Rams, your first lesson each in every single day. And shout out to our everydayers who rock with us here. And also, we are available over on YouTube. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and also drop your Rams takes down below. We want all your thoughts on the Rams schedule. The fact the Rams are underdogs this year. Do you think they're going to surpass that five win total? Let us know down below. But Travis, let's dive in to the second half of this schedule after the bye. And if you look at, you got a lot of division games. You got Seattle at home, Rams a plus one and a half. And you got week 12 at Arizona. The Rams are minus two, so they're going to be a favorite on the road. We'll see if Kyler Murray will be back. Week 13, Cleveland at home, yeah. Rams a plus one in that one. And that one, you got Deshaun Watson. You have a Cleveland offense trying to get some consistency, trying to score some points on the road. I think they'll be competitive in that one. This one, I don't feel great about Baltimore on the no. road. Rams <laughs> a plus five. You got OBJ, you got Lamar Jackson. You're going against Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson in back-to-back weeks. What are your thoughts on that start, that part of the schedule, Trav? Yeah, I like that you kind of flagged the Cleveland game, Doug. That game, obviously, coming up in, in week 13, that's a game that I think that maybe you could throw into maybe the fifth or sixth or seventh game that I think think the Rams could at least reasonably feel like they could be favored in it's back in Los Angeles. And I, you know, ha- having done this for a while, having watched football for a long time, like I know most of our everydayers are, I'm going to buy the Cleveland Browns when they win a Super Bowl, when they make a repeated run to a deep AFC play run. I'm not a, I'm not a believer. I know that occasionally they are something other than dreadful, but for the vast majority of my life, they've been dreadful. They're, I don't know if it's something in the air. I don't know if it's the second you put on that logoless helmet, you forget how to play football. I don't know what it is. I just know that they're never good. So coming on the road, it's the back half of the season. I think that this is where injuries can either really help your team or really hurt your team, depending on who you're approaching at any time. I think that you look at that Cleveland game as an opportunity right there. I think you look at that Seattle game coming out of the bye as an opportunity. Sean McVay team's typically pretty good coming out of a bye and 
this is the part of the schedule where you do start. I, I agree with you that Cleveland, excuse me, that uh, Baltimore is probably a non-starter. I've seen them against the Ravens a few times. And when Lamar Jackson's in the house, that is a bad matchup for the Rams. That has not typically gone their way. But I, I, I don't like that. If you're looking for wins in that middle fifth or a third of a schedule, I think it's probably Seattle. I think it's probably Cleveland. And I know that this is going to play out over the course of the first 10 or 12 weeks of the season. What happens in the opening 9, 10, 11 games, I think is going to determine what happens over the last six, seven, or eight games. Because like we've talked about, and as we'll go a little bit further into this, the last third of the schedule is the most gettable portion of their schedule. And there's no there's no value in six or seven wins. There is value in three. There is value in 10, where you don't want to land is somewhere in that middle. And the last month and change of the season could really turn a Caleb Williams run into a, okay, are we going to get some you know middle linebacker? Are we going to get an offensive lineman? Or are you not going to have to find your quarterback of the future at pick number eight, most likely? Yeah, no, I think that is going to be one of the overarching storylines the entire season is if things get rough early on, what does this team do? But at the same token, too, I think it also is going to be something where you look at the other teams. How is the NFC faring? Does it look like it's going to be wide open? Do they yeah. get enough wins early on to say, hey, let's go for it? I mean, we saw this is a Sean McVay head coach that took over one of the worst teams in the NFL, and he goes 11-5 and five in his first season. He takes that Jeff Fisher offense, was averaging 16 points per game to over 30 points per game. So if anyone can do it, just, I think just for the record, Doug, I don't remember any of those 16 points in the Jeff Fisher era. I, 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 I'm sure that your numbers are right. I'm sure that you've done your, like you say, you like to bring your facts to the fight, which I respect, but I do not remember them scoring a single point, much less 16 of them a game. Oh my, sorry. Did I say per game? I meant the entire time he was there combined all games combined. Sorry. Sure, yeah. That sounds better. Yeah. I'll make a correction. There. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you look at that stretch after Baltimore and yeah, we'll talk about this stretch starting in week 15. You got the commanders at home, the Rams, a one point favorite. And I think of course, Sean McVay, he's going to want to show out in this game. He's going to go want to put on an offensive masterclass against the team where he was coaching. That's where he came up. That's where he made his bones with Washington. I think the Rams win that game. And then week 16, the New Orleans Saints. So yeah. we talked about it last week. Only two primetime games. One of them is this Thursday night game against the Saints. What do you make of this matchup, Trav? I think that that Washington and New Orleans uh, combo in weeks 15 and 16 is the spot where we might see a winning streak. I think that that makes a lot of sense that Washington feels like they're in a similar situation with the Rams. They're going through uh, a change of ownership as well there. I don't know how much that will impact the product on the field, but there's always stuff happening when you go through an ownership change. The Rams and the, the commanders feel like they're in, in – it's one of the few times I think you look at the rosters, you feel like the Rams may actually have the better roster, at least on paper. And the Saints and the Rams have played each other. It, it feels a lot like the Packers that we talked about before where they play every other – every seemingly – every year the Rams and the New Orleans Saints have played each other in the preseason they've played each other in the regular season we've seen them play each other in the postseason that NFC championship game a few years ago it's always good it's always an interesting game 
And I think with David Carr, or excuse me, Derek Carr being uh, back in, in New Orleans or with New Orleans this year for the first time, they're obviously going through some sort of transition with what they're doing with their roster. Uh, it's it's on a short week in L.A., which means that it's an incredibly short week for New Orleans. They have to take one of those days to get to L.A. So they're basically working on a week where they get uh, a practice or two. So I think that those two games for the Rams are, are really the spot where you can say maybe the Rams win a couple of games. I'll throw this out there, too. When we're talking about where they're favored and maybe, you know, give them that Seattle game, maybe give the, the second Seattle game after the bye, maybe give them that Cleveland game uh, a, a little bit later in the season. You're looking about where the Rams feel like they have a real opportunity to win. It's weeks 11, 12, 13, 15, and 16. It's all late in the season. If you come into weeks 11, 12, 13, 15, and 16, and you're a one or a two or a three win team, be very careful. Do not jump out. Cause again, Everybody wants Super Bowls. Everybody wants great players. Everybody wants to win all these games, but it doesn't happen every year. And if you have to get ready for what's coming later, that's not the part where you want to start spending money that's going to affect you in 2024. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a decision that they're going to be grappling at that stage of the season. And yeah, I mean, that is the very interesting thing. I mean, if this was flip-flopped and you had these games to start right. the season, I think the outlook of the year could be very different. It would totally. change the complexion of the season. But we talk about the New Orleans Saints game. One thing I will say is the last time they were on Thursday night, no one expected the Rams to win. And what happened? Yet Baker Mayfield just going off the plane and finding a way to win a game. So Against yeah. Carr. Against, against Carr, Carr. there you go. Against Derek Carr, in that that game. Raiders absolutely team. dreadful. Yeah, hey, exactly. I and I, hey, I think, look, I mean, they're going to be much that. improved with Carr. The Saints have had a top ten defense the last three years. That's going to be a difficult matchup, but I still, I don't know. That's one I think I'm feeling pretty good about on a Thursday night. Kind of recapture that Thursday night magic, and then Week 17, the Rams travel to New York to take on the Giants. A 1 p.m. start in New York, a 10 a.m. start for the Rams. L.A. a plus three underdog in that one. The Giants definitely are a much improved football team. They went nine seven and one last year. You got Daniel Jones. I think. Think, you know, the kids would say he's kind of mid, right? I mean, it's pretty much, yeah, he's kind of right middle of the pack, maybe right. at best. So, right. yeah. And then, of course, the Niners game in week 18, Travis. Hey, at that point, the Rams, of course, they're a plus six in that one. They're going to be underdogs. But will San Francisco be resting their starters for playoff positioning? Will the Rams need a win or two to sneak into the playoffs at that point? So that's going to be very interesting, too. Where do you think the Rams will look at that point of the season? I think that, that it's it's almost impossible to project that far because of, in, because of injuries, because of, like you said, Doug, who knows who's playing for what at that point? San Francisco may be in a dogfight for a playoff position. They may be running away with the NFC West. They may be doing what the Rams did a year ago where you come in with these incredibly high expectations and you face plant all of a sudden. It's like, all right, let's just get this thing over with and let's get ready to run it back the year after that. So uh, the Niners, always a tough matchup. The Giants, who, who knows with them, right? The Giants are always kind of a weird team. I know last year they kind of came out of nowhere. Brian Dable obviously has done a really good job with them. They've got a bunch of primetime games uh, for the first time in a long time. But I, I agree with you on the midness of Danny Dimes. I, I think that he's... Okay, I don't think he's I don't think he's bad, but I'm also not up late at night worrying about how you're going to slow him down. So I think there might be if we're looking for sneaky opportunities, I think the uh, the Giants may be one. 
Yeah, for sure. He's like he's like Danny Nichols, right? He's like a five out of ten, not a dive. But no, but yeah, we'll see about that game. And yeah, I mean, at that stage of the season, if the Rams' fate is in a Week 18 matchup against San Francisco on the road, maybe the rivalry will come into play, and San Francisco will want to end their season. So I think that could also be be in play as well. But in the final segment, we're going to talk about can the Rams be a surprise team? Can they win more than five games in 2023? What would have to break right for that to happen? That's coming up on our final segment here on Locked on Rams. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, our final segment here on Locked On Rams. Can the Rams be a contender? Can they find a way to be a sneaky contender and compete in the NFC West? Well, Travis, you look at this team, you look at this schedule, the way it's lined up. It doesn't look very promising, but look, you also have to remind yourself that if this team can stay healthy, if the offensive line can stay healthy, if Matthew Stafford can stay upright, if you can develop a running game and you get some pieces on defense that hit with some of these young guys, maybe this team can compete. But what are your thoughts? What's your outlook of this team going for it? in 2023 i think you made a great point in our in the last segment doug which is if this schedule if you played it in reverse order if you started in week 18 and played it to week one i think the rams have a totally different approach to what they're doing i think that that there would be an opportunity to go through the first you know eight nine weeks of the season and have five wins maybe if things break really you know the way that you're hoping to maybe you're six and three through those first eight or not nine games but that's not how they're going to play it. They're going to play it the other way. And I really do think through those first 10 weeks of the season, nine weeks, 10 weeks is, is, is their buy. I really only see maybe one or two wins. And if, and if you're one and eight, if you're two and seven, look, I would love to be wrong about this. I would love to be sitting there in the middle of the season, talking about that Eagles game, talking about the Cowboys game and saying, wow, look at this Rams team at four and one, who would have saw this coming and look how good Matthew Stafford looks and Cooper cup looks like he's 25 years old all over. I would love to be saying that. I just don't think that I am. I don't think that they think that they're going to be, I think again, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. And what they've done is nothing. And I don't mean that in, in any sort of negative way. They've just been very deliberate in how they go about building this team. Um, I, I Look, if they catch the right guy at the right time, if they get some breaks with injuries, if some other teams are unlucky with injuries, maybe get to the halfway point and you're five and four. And now all of a sudden the back half of the schedule looks very promising and you can get to that 10 wins and go to the playoffs. And then like we all know, anything can happen at that point, but a lot of very unforeseen unlikely things would have to break their way for the Rams to be a nine, 10 win team and be competing for a playoff spot. I think that that four, five, six is the most likely I think that the two, three, four is probably in the back of everybody's mind in the event that the first nine games go a certain way. 
Yeah, I think it's when you look at the way the schedule is, when you look at, like we said early on, that it's so difficult. It's a gauntlet to start the year. But hey, you just have to find a way to look. You're not going to win all the games you're favored in. But if you can win four or five of those games, if you can even win all five and run the table in those games, you're going to feel really good about that. You win two surprise games and then you win two of those toss up games. I think the toss up games are going to be the big key. Giants on the road, 10 a.m. starts, stuff like that's pretty difficult. And yes, when you consider the fact that there's going to be so many rookies that will be having a significant role on this team when you consider the lack of experience when you consider the lack of talent on the defensive side of the ball no one is going to be surprised if they do go five and 12 this season but also I think if you look at this offense you can't doubt Sean McVay Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup I think Cam Akers in a contract season he went off to finish the year 300 yard games they reestablished the run I think there is a universe where if everything breaks right and you win some of these toss-up games you win some of these games where you're not favored you take care of the games that you are favored in. Maybe they do go nine and eight. Maybe they do go 10 and seven and they make a run at the playoffs because this NFC is not a strong NFC. This division, yes, you have the 49ers, but they have some question marks as well. So it could happen, right? It, it does not feel like you have to have 11 wins in, the, in that conference to get in. If you're nine and seven or, you know, nine and eight, I guess now with 17 games, I'm still operating under the, uh, the old number with 16. But if you're nine and eight, I think that get you in and and there's a there's a universe where eight and nine get you in i think that those are all possibilities and getting to eight wins doesn't seem impossible i think it's it's a challenge but uh you know again we'll see what those first nine games look like if you get three or four wins i think they get to eight or nine if you're only at one or two then i think we know what's coming after that yeah, I think absolutely. I think, look, I mean, if you go nine and seven is that final game, who knows? Maybe you go 10 and seven and yeah. you beat the Niners in that game they give you. So I'm hoping this team can find a way to compete this year. And look, this is the bottom line with this team is that if they're going to win games, it's going to be an entertaining fashion. It's going yeah. to be because the offense has to explode. It's going to be because the offensive line has improved and stayed healthy. So we'll see this year if it can happen. Look, I mean, look, a lot has to break, right? But still, look, this is a very competitive organization. And I think, too, the Silver lying all of this is if they do play poorly really no one's going to fault them no one's going to say oh the rams are this the rams are that they're just going to say hey they're playing things smart they're developing rookies and young players and they're playing for 2024 when they are going to have all that cap space back on the table so that's going to do it for this episode of locked on rams for myself doug mccain you can follow me on twitter and instagram at dmac underscore la and that man to your right mr travis rogers the rams pre half and post game show for espn's flagship rams network ESPN. ESPN 710 LA and also drop your comments down below in the comment section. How many games do you think the Rams will win in 2023? Do you think it will be more than five? Do you think they can be a surprise team? Let us know down below. And until next time, whose house is locked on Rams house. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.